Amen. I, I got a good message to preach tonight. I'm telling you, when you get something from the Lord, it's always good. Amen. If you got your Bible, open them to Jonah, the second chapter. Amen. I'm fixing to preach about one of my favorite stories. Praise God. Amen. You know why it's my favorite story? Because I can relate to him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I like them stories where I can say, I've been there. And God brought me out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know what he was feeling. And the Lord had mercy. Jonah 2 and 1. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I. And thou heardest my voice. For thou hast cast me into the deep in the midst of the seas. And the floods compassed me about. All thy billows and thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. Yet... I will look again. Everybody say, I'm going to look again. Everybody say it again. I'm going to look again. Everybody say, I'm going to go back to prayer meeting one more time. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. I done lost my place. Praise God. Toward thy holy temple, the waters can pass me about, even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The seaweed was wrapped around my head. My Lord. Amen. You think you got it bad? You ain't got it bad. He said, I went down to the bottom of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption. O oh Lord, my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. You know what he's saying? If you ain't living for God, you're ignorant. Hey, can I just break it down for you? You're worshiping LeBron James. You don't even know where mercy comes from. He said, I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Amen. I want to preach for just a little while from this title, The God of Second Chances. Set your Bibles down, lift your hands and your voices to the Lord. Come on, I need some prayer warriors all across this house to help me pray. Come on, in the name of Jesus, God's going to do something miraculous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I wish somebody just lift up your voice like a trumpet. Somebody that God has brought up out of the depths. Uh, you ought to be praising him right now. Thinking about where God brought you from. Uh, the miracle of mercy. The miracle that God did in your life. Come on, let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. 
Let's praise him. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. I, I want to preach. Everybody say the God of second chances. Amen. Bear with me in the very beginning of this because uh, I, I, I grew up in a very plain speaking home. Amen. Amen. There wasn't a whole lot of Louis L'Amour commandments in my house. Amen. It wasn't, he didn't take a chapter to tell me what to do. He just told me what to do. Amen. Some of it rubbed off on me. So help me. Bear with me for a little while. Somebody bear with me for a little while. Amen. Let me preach what God laid on my heart and then we're going to shout a while. And I want to just tell you something you probably never thought about this, but God deals with me in ways that I'm convinced he don't deal with anybody else, I believe. Amen. But when I was praying about this message, the Lord dealt with me about this. God could have sent anybody he wanted to Nineveh. He could have found a preacher that was half Ninevite if he wanted to. He could have found a preacher that was full-blooded Ninevite but living maybe in Jerusalem, amen, that knew who God was and sent him back home to preach. But God didn't do that. God picked somebody that hated him. Now, don't, don't start reading into this now. <laughs> I'm just going to preach to you what God laid on my heart. God picked somebody that had a problem in his heart and he was going to use the person with a messed up heart to fix somebody else's messed up heart. The Lord knows how to do two things at one time. Amen. He said, I'm going to send Jonah because I know what's going to happen to him. He's going to buck up against me. Praise God. Boy, it's going to get tight. It's going to be right, though. Hallelujah. Amen. He picked somebody to go to Nineveh that hated the people of Nineveh. Amen. He knew exactly what was about to happen. Amen. And in Jonah's mind, he thought he loved God. Well, hallelujah. In Jonah's mind, he thought he loved God right up until the time God said, go to Nineveh. Amen. My Bible said if anybody says that he loves God, boy, it's getting tired already. This book said if anybody says they love God, but they hate their brother. It didn't say they're bluffers. It said they're liars. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. You know what God was wanting to do? He was wanting to get the liar out of Jonah. He may not even care whether Nineveh repented or not. He wanted to get the liar out of Jonah. I'm telling you, there's some things God's going to make you do, and it ain't for you to do it. It's for to expose what's inside. 
you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, if we got to be exposed to make it to heaven, bless God, expose me. Uh, show me. Uh, cleanse me. Uh, wash me. Uh, make me a new creature. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. He had a people problem. Jonah had a people problem. Let me just give you a little word of wisdom. 99% of living for God is not getting along with God. It's getting along with man. My pastor used to say 90%. And I didn't believe him. But I figured out he was not only right, but not even right enough. It's about 99% getting along with people. And when you figure out how to get along with God's people, huh? one, two, three, four, five. You may not like it, but it's right, honey. Huh? If you want the Holy Ghost to flow like a river, you gotta get your heart right. Hallelujah. Amen. In order for salvation to happen, God has got to purge things out of people. I said God's got to purge things out of people for you to be saved. Amen. Don't complain about the purging. Thank God for the purging. Well, hallelujah. I didn't know that trial would be that hot. No, you just didn't know how deep your bitterness was. Amen. To get the impurities out of gold, you got to heat it up hotter and hot. How hot does it have to get? Hot enough to get it out. How long does a trial have to last? Long enough to get it out. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'll just tell you something. Hate will make you be disobedient. Hatred will cause you to be disobedient and get you in trouble with God. People that would never just blatantly rebel against God. When they get the right assignment... Jonah was a preacher. He hung out in the courts. He was a smart guy. But he had hatred down in his heart. Amen. I, I just tell you, I've read about this. I've studied it. There's a lot of theologians that believe that the Ninevites were so wicked that uh, maybe in a raid they had killed some of uh, Jonah's family and that's why he hated them so bad. Do you know what? I, I, I don't know if I believe that. Praise God. I'll tell you what makes people hate people. It's the opinion of other people. 
Let me tell you, when you can form an opinion about somebody based upon what somebody else said, you're about to get a purging in your life. You, hey, I'm going to preach to the church because I want to get every one of you by the hand and I want to walk through the gate of heaven someday. Hallelujah. Praise God. I got to preach. Praise God. Amen. God says, uh, go buy pillows and take it down to the homeless camp. Nobody has a problem doing that. Well, hallelujah. God says some simple assignment, you know, no problem. When God says, take your best friend and go buy them a steak dinner, okay, I'll take them and buy them a steak dinner. But when you've got something in your heart, and God said, go whisper in their ear, I love you. Put your hand on their back and start praying miracles on their life. What's going on right now, God? I'll tell you what's going on. There's a purging going on. God's going to get the Jonah out of your spirit. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Because of, if he'd have been asked to go preach anywhere else, he would have went and preached. Because he's a preacher. But when he got asked to go to Nineveh, he started kicking. And he started running from the will of God. It don't ever work out good. Just listen to an old man for a little while. Sort of. Not really, oh. Listen to a middle-aged man for a little while. Praise God. You don't ever pay to run from God. The best thing to say is, you got me. You, you got me. You, you found it, God. You found that place I didn't want anybody to go. You opened it up. Where I didn't want nobody to see it. <laughs> they used to sing an old song. I wish I knew the words. There was a place in my heart that I didn't want no one to go. I had some things in there. I didn't want no one to know. But then you open up the door. Wait, no. You got to hand him the key first. Then he handed me the key or something. I'll just tell you the story. I'm a better storyteller. I'm a singer. 
The song talks about somebody hiding something in their heart. <laughs> oh, I love God. You know why I love him? Because he won't let me hide stuff in my heart. He'll wrap me up. He'll put me on the bottom of the sea before he lets me go to a red hot hell. That's why I love him so much. Things that I can hide in my heart. Things that you can hide in your heart. But we can't hide from him. It's a wonderful man, Jonah. Probably does 90% of the things he does in his life. He does it right. But he's just got this little thing for Nineveh. He hates them. Because of this hatred for these one people. The God that has provided for him. The God that has helped him. The God that has loved him. He blatantly rebels against him. Say I wouldn't do that. You Don't say you wouldn't. You wait till you get the assignment. Oh, I feel Jesus in this place. Oh, God's going to wake some things up. There's been way too much fasting and prayer going on. Hallelujah. 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 In one moment of blatant rebellion, and immediately his life is turned upside down. Just a few hours, just a few moments of time. He goes from being in the temple loving God and probably reading scrolls to people. Just working and loving God. And he was a recorder doing the, the, the stuff of God. It's one assignment. He says, I ain't done it. I'll pray for anybody except that one. I'll, I'll teach a Bible study to anybody except that one. I'm telling you, when you get that attitude, you know what God's going to put in front of you? That one. I, I think the best thing to do is what my pastor said. I love everybody, and everybody loves me. And don't tell me anything different. I won't. I said, don't tell me anything different. God dropped this little thing in my mind today, he talks to me in simple ways, and I know all you smart people you get deep revelations. I get just little cute ones. <laughs> and I was, <laughs> and it just come to me. 
I want all conversations that I'm in, I want them to be K-Love conversations. Positive and encouraging. If it ain't K-Love conversation, I'm checking out. You know, you need to say, hey, that ain't K-Love. I'm out. If it ain't positive, I'm on my way to heaven and I'm so glad I'm over. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, praise God. That ain't what I come to preach about though. You can be seated. It was just a moment, just a moment of rebelling against God that Jonah's life gets turned upside down. Literally, he runs from God. He thinks he could buy a ticket on a boat and get away from God. I'm telling you, people surprise me sometimes. Amen. He thinks he could buy a ticket and get away from God. All you're doing is working right into God's hands is what you're doing. Amen. Here they are thinking, I I got away. And all of a sudden, the wind starts blowing. The waves start And all the heathens on the boat with the preacher start saying, what's going on? Even heathens know the difference between a storm and God's wrath. (laughs) Even the heathens start looking around saying, my Lord, what's going on today? The weatherman said it wasn't going to do this. Somebody ain't doing right. Somebody done made God mad. Preacher says, Here's me. I did it. I, I just hated them people. It's my fault. If you'll just throw me into the sea, all this will be over. Well, we can't do that. Just hang on a minute. Even the heathens didn't want to throw the man over. They wait a little bit. And there it goes. They take Jonah and they throw him over into the sea. And everything gets calm. Praise God. Everything gets calm when Jonah goes overboard. Well, hallelujah. And Jonah's life goes from hanging out in the temple and everything being happy and having a good life, taking communion and doing all the fun stuff and saying hello to all of his friends and to being cast into the sea. And God had a trial already built for the one who had hatred in his heart. (laughs) A ready-made trial. The Bible said he prepared a big fish. The fish comes and swallows Jonah takes him down to the bottom of the sea. Amen. Let me tell you something. It, it, it don't matter how low it gets. Well, praise God. Hope nobody drops a pin and scares everybody. It don't matter how low it gets. 
if somebody will open their mouth, if somebody will put their face toward the temple, you'll be shocked how fast your life can go from wonderful to a disaster. Thank God we know where to turn to. Man, this is what I come to preach about. He said, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in unto thee into thine holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Everybody say salvation is of the Lord. Amen. And I want to preach for just a few minutes. I'm glad they didn't sing very long because I might preach a long time. Who knows? But I want to preach about a God of second chances. Amen. Boy, I'm happy he's a God of second chances. Amen. The reason I'm standing here today is because he's a God of second chances. He's a God that is full of mercy. Man, but he's not only got a second chances. He's got a third chances. Fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh. This is what the Bible said. For a just man falleth seven times. What does he do? He rises up again. The Bible calls him a just man. And then it says he falls seven times. Then it says he gets up again. Amen. Let me... I may be preaching stuff you ain't ever heard. But this is what the Lord dealt with me about today. He fell seven times and his title never changed. He blew it seven times and he still had the title, a just man. I don't know about you, uh, but I'm thankful for the mercy of God. Well, you may not be convinced. You may be past seven. Hang on. Let me tell you something, God. He expects. I hate to say it like that, but I'm going to say it like that. God's expectation is that humanity will have failures. God's expectation is that humanity will have failures. That's why the Bible says the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. Before you were ever born... God knew you were going to mess up and you needed blood to cover. 
Can you comprehend what I'm talking about right now? From the foundation, before he ever formed Adam, before he ever pulled the rib out of Adam and formed Eve, the plan was already there that there would be redemption, that there would be a means of escape. But it is the enemy of your soul that wants to condemn you Hang on, I'm going to preach. I'm not going to get off track in Jesus' name. Matthew 18 and 21, then came Peter to him, talking about to Jesus, and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times, that's the question. Peter asked Jesus, if my brother sins against me, How many times do I have to act like it didn't happen? Seven times? You know what Peter was doing? He was trying to act like all holier than thou. Because the rabbis taught that you have to forgive three times. (laughs) And oh, Peter, he was being holy that day. And he said, do I have to do it seven times? Jesus said, no, you got to do it 70 times seven. (laughs) 70 times seven? I can't even count that high. Let me tell you how many times that is, Peter. That's 490 times. If your brother sins against you, just wipe it out. Now, it gets better than that because in the Hebrew language, it's alphanumeric. And every word has got a number that goes with it. And when you look up number 490, it means complete. Which means if you don't forgive, you are incomplete. Boy, I feel like preaching to the church right now. You need to get in the habit of... You pull me up a chair here real fast. Amen. Praise God. Let's act like this is my mini excavator. Praise God. I love Bobcat mini excavators. I've had one for many, many, many years. Even when I didn't need I started preaching, I still wanted one. When I built houses, I had one. And I can't hardly run nothing else. But if you put me on one in backhoe mode, not excavator mode, backhoe mode, I can ice a cake. I can dig it the depth you want it. You know why? I've got a thousand hours of my life doing it. If you tell me, how do you make it go forward? I'm going to say, I don't know. But if you'll put my hands on those controls, I've done it for so long 
that it's natural. I sat in that seat so many times that it's just natural for me to do what that machine does. The Bible said don't sit in the seat of the scornful, but you need to get in the seat of a forgiving man. And if you'll sit there and you'll do it and do it and do it, it'll just become natural. The problem is when you never do it, you don't know how. How do you do it, Pastor? I don't know. You just sit down and start. You, I can't do it. Oh, yeah, you can. One time I put... This is my disclaimer. It was a big, wide-open area. Big, wide-open area. And I put my four-year-old grandson on an excavator. And I said, don't touch it till I back up. And I ran way over here. And I got my phone. And I started video. He started grabbing those things. And, and it wasn't working for him. But it was just a couple minutes and he kind of started getting the hang of it and he got to where he could reach over here and grab this sand and move it over here I got video of it little I just don't know how I could do that oh I know how you can do it just grab hold of it just open your mouth and start doing it it'll Everybody say 490 times. 490 times you have to forgive. This is Bible. This ain't the Book of Mormon. This ain't the second book of Joel. This is the Bible. How many times do I have to do it? 70 times. You know what that means? You'll never run out. You'll never be in the will of God and not have forgiveness in your heart. And here, here's, here's the good part. This is what I want to preach about. Amen. If God commands me, and if God commands you, to forgive 70 times 7. Do you think he would make flesh? <laughs> Do you think he would make humanity be more forgiving than he is? Well, praise God. Boy, it's getting quiet. <laughs> You know what I'm doing? I'm coming face to face with the lies the devil told you. If God makes you forgive 70 times 7 and you mess up one time, 
and the devil jumps on your shoulder and says, God's through with you, who are you going to believe? I guess y'all got it all together. I guess y'all squeaky clean ain't ever messed up. Uh, but I messed up. Uh, and I'm thankful. Lift your hands to the Lord together right now. We're going to break somebody out of a mold. We're going to break somebody out of something thinks you can't get the Holy Ghost because you said something. That thinks you can't get forgiveness because you did something. I'm telling you, you got a whole lot more forgiveness than you could ever imagine. You got way more mercy on your side than you could ever imagine. You've got God on your side. Amen. And this is where the this is where the rubber meets the road. His nature is love, his nature is to forgive. But there's something that triggers forgiveness. Praise God. Forgiveness is not an automatic update. When you wake up in the morning, it just, it updated. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Some people think you're just forgiven because of who you are. Praise God. Be seated. Need to finish this message. There's something that triggers forgiveness. What are you talking about? I'm telling about there's some people that are going to go to hell because they never got a hold of the trigger. There'll be a lot of people make it to heaven because they know what the trigger is. The Bible says something very interesting. I love how simplistic it is. Jesus speaking in Matthew 7 and 7 said, Ask, and it shall be given you. <laughs> Praise God. You only get one chance if that's all you ask for. You only get two that's all you ever asked for. Well, praise God. What? Praise the Lord. You only get three if that's all you asked for. But I don't know how many times Jonah had messed up because I don't know his life. All I know is he messed up royally at this point. He's down there. He's got the seaweed around his neck. The only seaweed I like is on my sushi. I don't want to go get it. I want to order it. It's wrapped all around his neck. He's looking out the bars. 
that was the gills of that big old fish, whatever it was. And he's looking, and it's like a prison to him. And his ears are popping because he's going way down. He's just moments away from death. You, you don't live very long at the bottom of the sea. I'm telling you, there's a point in time you need to open your mouth. And he's at the bottom. You know, the, this is where a lot of people end up. They end up on bottom. And it's like they just lock up. telling you I, I, I can't imagine being thrown into the sea I can't imagine a big old fish grabbing me I can't imagine uh, that would be so frightening just that's terror I mean that's like that's a horror story I don't even want to think about it I just want to say yes Lord if you want me to go to Brazil this weekend I don't want to go but I'm going. <laughs> you want to, amen, maybe this is just for me, y'all, but I appreciate y'all coming to listen. <laughs> amen. But I'm going to Brazil this weekend. And I'm going over the water. <laughs> where all the fish are. <laughs> Praise God. And I'm buying a ticket. But I'm going to do exactly what God wants me to do. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hey, hey, y'all don't try to talk me into staying here. Messing me up. And Jonah began to pray. I, I was, I thought Sunday on the way home, God gave me a message dealing with me, and I thought I was going to preach, God still hears from the very bottom. But he kind of changed the title, but I'm going to say it. He still hears from the bottom. Amen. It's like when people get real low, they think God can't hear them. Amen. I got a story about a guy and a fish. Amen. That went down to the bottom. Amen. It don't get any lower than where Jonah was. It, it don't get any more messed up. The future don't get any more pessimistic than Jonah's future. And he began to pray. God, I'm going to pay what I owe. Where is the temple? God, you got me. God, whatever it takes, I'm going to offer sacrifices unto you. God, if you'll help me out of this mess, you won't have to worry about me doing this again. Hey, I want to talk to you about what gets God's attention. It's a desperate. I said it's a desperate moment in your life. Just you and God. Ignore all the other sharks floating around. Ignore everything. It's me and God. I'm going to look toward the temple. I got to have a miracle. 
telling you, church, prayer is so powerful. I don't know what you're expecting or not, but this is what you get. Prayer is so powerful in your worst condition. God's always. I wonder what they're going to do. I wonder. God was all ears. You know what he heard? He heard the cry of a man. He said, God, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to offer the sacrifices that you want. I'm telling you, when your heart gets committed... God's going to speak to your trial. And God spoke to the fish and said, Jonah, I think his learned his lesson. Go over there to the dry land. He, he's not a water animal. You take him to where, back to where he belongs. And you put him out on dry land. And the fish, the trial... You think the trial has power. The trial has no power. The trial is waiting for God to tell it what to do. <laughs> and God told the trial, spit him out. He's done. He goes and spits him out. And the first thing that happens, <laughs> oh God, you can't get away from God. <laughs> Amen. The first thing that happens to Jonah after the worst ride of his life. Sitting there still seaweed vomit all over him. And God whispers in his ear. The word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time. <laughs> after all that garbage. God comes back and says the exact same thing. I want you. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. God, can you send somebody else? I want you to go to Nineveh and preach. So, Well, I might just sit down and let y'all preach a while. It's getting kind of tight in here. Praise God. If you think you're going to change the will of God, I'm, I got a message for you. God ain't going to change his will for you or for nobody else. When he says repent, when he says stay, when he says go, Stand together with me. <laughs> Praise God. I believe this with all my heart. If Jonah would have said, I ain't going, that whale would have come right back, sucked him up again. Took him right down for another ride. And I wonder in my spirit 
How many rides does it take? Praise God. I've taken the last fish ride I'm taking. I've had the last whipping I'm getting, Lord willing. I've got the last bruise on my head, Lord willing. I've done figured out when the devil's talking to me and when it's God talking to me. Amen. Amen. I done got it figured out when God says, go do this. I'm going to go do this. Hallelujah. Thank God. Jonah got the drift. He still had a bad spirit. He probably got another whooping later for that. But at least he went and did what God said. He didn't say all of it. He just went through the streets saying God's going to destroy this place. And they repented. He didn't tell them the whole story. But Nineveh. The men of Nineveh got it. Started repenting. You know what God was doing? He had this preacher over here that had a problem. You could say he had a saint over here that had a problem. He had some more people over here that had a problem. God connects the dots better than anybody. He said, I'm going to do one thing. And the men of Nineveh are going to be able to repent, escape judgment. And I'm going to teach Jonah, you need to be obedient to the word of God. You need to get that hatred out of your heart. Hallelujah. Thank God. Everybody in this house, lift your hands to the Lord together. what they used to say I feel like this in the spirit they would say every head bowed and every eye closed I don't want you looking around at anybody I want you to ask God right now God search my spirit Search my heart. God, if there's hatred in my spirit. God, if there's jealousy or envy or strife, any works of the flesh. 
every perversion, everything that would disappoint you, God. Come on, I want some Jonas in this room right now. Great people. Wonderful people of God. God, come by this house tonight to search. Come on. Come on, you don't want to do this. Come on, Jonah. You've got one little problem. You've got one little thing that you need to get out of your heart to be ready to meet the Lord, to be ready to do what God has called you to do. You've got one little thing, one little hindrance, one little thorn, one little addiction, one little habit, one little scar. Nobody knows about. Come on, Jonah. Come on, I'm asking you right now. Come on, why don't you begin to pour your heart out to the Lord in this place? Come on, there's second chances. Oh, you're not washed up. It's God simply working. Simply God wanted to do something miraculous. Simply God wanted to prepare you. Come on, let's turn it into a prayer room. Come on, let's turn it into travail. Hallelujah. Come on in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, God's purifying. God's purging. God's calling. God's want to impart gifts. God's want to use people. He's want to make soul winners. Come on, let travail flow through you. Wash me. 